service this morning. Thank you for being a part of our extended congregation. We love you. We bless you. Have a happy Easter to you and to all of us. We welcome you here today and we welcome you in as well. So here at Grace Church, in case you missed it, we've been going through a sermon series on the Gospel of Mark. We started it in January and we thought, you know, maybe we'll be up to the resurrection by the time we get to Easter here in April. After all, Easter is a little bit late this year, and that would give us plenty of time. Well, no, God had other plans. We're up to chapter 5, okay? But last week, as you know, we jumped ahead for our Palm Sunday message, and today we're obviously jumping ahead for a good Easter message today. And so I want to invite you, the words are on the screen, to listen in as I read for you our scripture passage today according to the Gospel of St. Mark, as some call him. Uh, Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8, it is the resurrection story. And so may we tune in and listen carefully to what God wants to say to us today. Hear the word of God. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Let's pray. God, come, add your blessing to the reading and now the proclamation of your word today. Help us to still our lips, to silence our bodies, still our bodies and silence our lips, to focus our minds and to open our hearts. We come before you today, Lord, looking for a word not from me or any person, but a word from you. So, Lord, as we gather today, come, speak to us. May he who have ears hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, even Grace Church, and to all of us here today. In Jesus' name we pray it, and all God's people said, amen. Brothers and sisters loved by God, have you ever felt excluded or unwelcome? Probably everyone here has at times. Classmates at school wouldn't let you eat at their table in the cafeteria. You got kind of shut out. Coworkers ignored you in the break room. Maybe your boss overlooked you for that promotion. Sam's Club won't let you shop unless you have a membership there. Your friends fail to include you in their night out on the town plans. Your family forgot to invite you to the family Christmas party. Your spouse was throwing a wedding anniversary party and she didn't invite you. If you, got, if you might be time to see the pastor if that's, you know, just, come, just saying. The truth is we've all felt left out at times, maybe even of 
in your faith. You visited that new church and no one even said hi. The refreshment tables were full. No one made room. The Bible study or small group was for members only. And maybe you have even been left out or felt excluded by God himself. Things are going great for other people, but God seems to have forgotten about me. Other people get breaks. I never get one. Uncle George and Cousin Donna, they got their miracles. Their prayers were answered, but, but mine go unanswered. I'm still waiting for my miracle. Well, dear friends, if you have ever felt left out, excluded, unwelcomed, or even forgotten about by God, I have some really, really good news for you today. Because I got up this morning to show up and to tell you about a miracle that is for all people. Say it with me. All people. I am here to proclaim that God has not forgotten about you. In fact, today we celebrate a miracle for everyone. You as well. Your miracle is happening today. Wait no more. God has not passed you over. For on this day, we celebrate the greatest miracle in human history, the greatest event in all of humankind for you and me. Today, we celebrate the very resurrection of Jesus Christ, the fact that Jesus, who was crucified on Good Friday, dead as a doornail on Saturday, is alive and well in our midst this morning. Amen? And the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead changes everything. Paul says in Romans 6, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Say it with me. We too may live a new life. You can do better than that. We too may live a new life. Anybody here ready to take on your new life? Don't you get tired of the old patterns, the old hurts, the old habits, the old hang-ups, the sins that you can't break, all your shortcomings? Friends, Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Get ready, friends, because the new is coming. And in fact, it is here today in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Friends, Jesus did not die and rise again to give you a mediocre status quo, barely get by, always struggling, always down, always defeated life. No, Jesus said, I have come to give you life and to give it to you abundantly. Sound good? Your new life begins today. Your miracle is happening now, this Easter. The resurrection of Jesus is a miracle for all peoples. It is an equal opportunity miracle, all right? And no one is left out. Let's break it down. Three things, three good news points in today's passage, staying true to Mark's gospel. Number one, anybody can be a Christ follower. Say it with me. Anybody can be a Christ follower. Notice for a moment, who was going to the tomb in verse 1 and 2? When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome, not Salami, okay, Salome, brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. These are three distinct and very different followers of Jesus. Who were these three women? 
Mary Magdalene is mentioned first. According to Mark 16.9 and Luke 8.2, Mary Magdalene had one time seven demons living inside of her. She was demon-possessed in the worst way until Jesus cast those demons out. Catholic tradition says that this Mary is likely the adulterous woman whom Jesus forgave when others wanted to stone her. In other words, this Mary, Mary Magdalene, had a past. She lived kind of, we could say, maybe on the dark side for a while until she met Jesus. She was a sinner who became a saint, who at one time lived far from God and is now following Jesus. Who is Mary, the mother of James, mentioned in this passage? Many believe that she is also the mother of Jesus. James uh, or Jesus had a younger brother named James, you may know. It's not 100% clear. There's some debate about this. But this Mary, either way, was a virtuous woman of faith. Who is Salome? The note in the NIV Study Bible says that she is most likely the wife of Zebedee, the mother of James and John, two fishermen who were among the first to be called to follow Jesus, noted in Mark chapter 1. In other words, these three Christ followers were an eclectic group of people. Sinners and saints, people we know, people we don't know very well. We hear a lot about the Marys in the gospel. We hear very little about Salome, not to be confused with the Salome of Mark chapter 6, another one, but we don't really know much about her. And yet all three of these unique individuals were committed Christ followers. And the good news today is that disciples of Jesus can be male or female, adults or children, known or unknown, rich or poor, popular, unpopular, fishermen, tax collectors, widows, widowers, seniors, singles, marrieds, people of prestige and power, people who are outcast and marginalized, people with health issues, people who are sometimes tormented by demons, people who are broken, sinful, and have real problems, people from all walks of life. In short, they are ordinary people like you and me. Thank God Jesus calls diverse peoples to follow him still today. Just take a look around you this morning. I mean, seriously, take a look around you. Look at these people here. Have you ever seen a more motley crew of Christ followers? I mean, guess what? You fit right in here with us at Grace Church. You have a sinful past. Join the club. You've done things you're not proud of. So have I. You feel inadequate and irreligious. So do we sometimes. You're serious about growing in Jesus. Good. That's what Grace Church is all about. Maybe you're broken or hurting or in need of healing or forgiveness today. We all are. Praise God, Grace Church is still a church where ordinary people can experience God's extraordinary grace. Amen? There's nothing pretentious or artificial about us. We are who you are. What you see is what you get. Saints and sinners coming together as one. Grace Church used to be a really great church, almost a perfect church. Then they hired me to be their pastor. And everything went downhill ever since. There are no membership dues to pay. There's no tests that you have to pass in order to get in. No litmus test for becoming a Christ follower. 
All God requires is a heart of faith that's open to following Jesus. A heart of faith that's open to following Jesus. Paul said, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. In another place in Matthew's gospel, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Who would not want that? Who would not want the rest and peace that Jesus gives you? You see, anybody can be a Christ follower. If Mary Magdalene and Mary and Salome and all of us can be, anybody can be a Christ follower. Just look, we let anybody in here. I mean, just look around. And uh, we let anybody at Grace Church. Would you renew your commitment to following Jesus today? Not only can anybody be a Christ follower, but everybody is invited in to Easter's miracle. Say it with me. Everybody is invited in to Easter's miracle. Verses 2 and following. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? I don't get it. I'm a type A. I would have had that all figured out ahead of time, but apparently these women were just going with the flow. So, well, well we've got to figure this stone out here. Okay. Well, when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. Praise God. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. And then get this. See the place where they laid him. See the place where they laid him. Amazing. Dear friends, this may surprise you, but the angel did not roll the stone away so that Jesus could come out of the tomb. A supernatural resurrected body could have cut through the rock and granite of that stone tomb like a hot knife cutting through butter. No, the stone was rolled away so that people could enter in. The stone was rolled away so that you and I too could see the place where Jesus lay and marvel at his missing body. What happened here? Where did Jesus go? Did he really rise from the dead? Remember what he said? Maybe he was telling the truth. The women going to the tomb that morning had no expectation of Jesus' resurrection. They went there to anoint his body, to pay their final respects. The last thing they thought they would find was an empty tomb and an angel proclaimed, He is risen, he is not here. And so too, God is still inviting everybody in, all who would dare to enter into that tomb and to see the place where Jesus lay for yourself. Now literally, we can't go back there, but in your mind's eye, in your heart of hearts, you can enter into that tomb and you can see for yourself that Jesus is no longer there. You can take note of what the angel is telling you. Jesus is risen. You can ponder anew what God can do in this world, and in your life. For a whole new realm of possibilities has just opened up for you. Death does not have the final say. Death is not the end. So imagine the possibilities. Let your heart be filled with wonder 
and stir up your faith today, friends. Everybody is invited in to the Easter story. Come, investigate for yourself. Find yourself in that empty tomb. Would you dare to participate in the miracle of Easter? Some say it's a hoax, it's an illusion. You've all been duped. But the Bible says Jesus is alive and well this very day. So may I ask you, could you allow yourself into the Easter miracle? Maybe you need hope today. Maybe you're down and despairing. Maybe you've been feeling defeated or depressed even. Maybe you can't seem to catch a break. Everything is against you. Everyone is against you. Even your dog doesn't like you anymore. You're battling through a tough situation. Maybe there's a financial hardship that you face. Maybe there's a dilemma, a loss. Maybe there's some grief. Maybe it's a relationship struggle, a marriage struggle. Maybe there's a health issue, an addiction, a breakdown of some kind in your life. Maybe you're simply feeling distant from God and the church. Maybe you're sinking into a sin. And to you, the angel gives further guidance, as God always does for those who seek Him. Come into the tomb and see for yourself. Jesus is not here. A brand new world of possibilities is open to you. Your miracle has come. It is the miracle of the resurrection. All things are possible with God. There is hope. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For I am a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Friends, if the power of God can conquer sin and Satan and death, then no problem of yours on this side of the grave is too much for an almighty God. Amen. So stir up your faith. Let hope be reborn. Everybody is invited in to the miracle of Easter, to the empty tomb, to see the place where Jesus lay. The stone has been rolled away so that you can come in. Now let's get out of the tomb and on with the business of living, shall we? Number three. Not only can anybody be a Christ follower and everybody is invited into Easter's miracle, but nobody is complete without encountering the living Jesus. Everything I've shared with you up to this point in this message, it may sound great, sounds good, but there's still something missing. Up to now, it's just a propositional truth that Jesus has risen from the grave. We read about it, we hear about it. We teach it, we preach it. So far, our celebration of Easter is still in the abstract, a great theological truth, an important Christian doctrine to be sure, but it hasn't done anybody any good just yet. For in Mark, nobody has actually seen the living Jesus just yet. We have yet to encounter personally and accept the risen Jesus. Easter does us no good without receiving Jesus personally. And the one thing missing is your encounter with the living Christ. Nobody is complete without it. There's always something missing until Jesus is invited in and fills that void, that God space in your heart. 
Now notice the clever way that Mark leaves the resurrection story open-ended for just such an encounter yet to take place. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, says the angel. God just has a special concern for all of his followers. And he, I think especially Peter. Peter, having denied Jesus three times, filled with guilt and shame and, and just feeling horrible about himself. And, and God, through the angel, wants to make sure that Peter, tell his disciples, and, but especially Peter, Peter is still in this. He's still with us. He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Yet the women, trembling and afraid, told no one, says verse 8. This is where the gospel of Mark technically ends. The appearances of Jesus to Mary Magdalene, to the other two men walking in the country, and to the remaining 11 disciples as recorded in verses 9 through 14 of this chapter are not even included in the earliest and most reliable manuscripts of the Bible. This may surprise you, but there are, there are textual critics and scholars who look at this stuff, and they've determined that these verses just simply weren't in the most earliest reliable manuscripts which is kind of ironic. Now, they're put there. Maybe an editor added them and wanted to try to round out the story. Who knows? And the question is, did these people encounter the living Jesus or not? And I think God has a tremendous sense of humor because that is the $6 million question that Mark leaves us hanging with. When and where would people encounter the living Jesus? I submit the question is still open-ended for you today. Have you had your encounter with the living Jesus? Do you know him personally as your Savior and Lord? Have you met him in Galilee? Now, Galilee here, mind you, was where some of these disciples were from when Jesus first called them. It represented their homes, their work, their family, their history, their background, their workaday lives, their routine activities. That's the symbolism of Galilee. Jesus is saying, I'm going to meet you there. Now that I've risen, I want to meet you in your daily life, in your work, in your school, in your home, in your family, in all of your relationships. It's great to meet you on Sunday mornings. By all means, I want to see you on Sunday morning. But... I want to meet you right where you live Monday through Saturday also. And I have risen to make a difference just in that life of yours, out there. Even in the dreary, dark, dismal areas of your life, there you will find me. I will show up in your Galilee, says Jesus. There you will see me in your day-to-day life. So let me ask you, have you? Have you opened your heart to the living Jesus? You know, this resurrection stuff, it does really make a difference, but only if we let it in to change us. But the good news is, nobody is complete without a living encounter with Jesus, and Jesus is longing to have just such an encounter with you. 
And if you show up and you open your heart and we open our eyes, you will see him. He said, I have come to give you life and to give it to you abundantly. Not half-heartedly, not a mediocre status quo life. I want to give you a full life, a rich life, a satisfying life. Jesus said in, in John chapter 6, 35, he said, I am the bread of life. And whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I will meet the deepest satisfaction of your soul through me. I mean, if Mick Jagger had met Jesus, I said this before, that would have been a whole different song about can't get no satisfaction. He would, he would I can get now satisfaction. You know, it could be the whole different lyrics to that one. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one's going to come to the Father but through me. There is no other way. There's no other religion. There's no other name given among men under earth. There's only one, one religion, one faith, Christianity, where a God who suffers and dies and rises again to prove He is the King and the Lord of all. What does it mean for you? Maybe you are feeling far from God today. Maybe you are feeling left out, unwelcome, excluded. You didn't get invited. Maybe you're going through the motions of your faith. Maybe you've turned your faith into a kind of religion, checkboxes of religious rituals and routines. I did that. Good. Now move on. But there's no life in it, no resurrection power in it anymore. Maybe you've been drifting from God and church. Maybe you've been sinking into sin or getting caught into an addiction. Maybe you are even running from God today, kind of like a prodigal, but God the Father is standing before you with arms wide open and He's running after you. The moment you take one step toward Him, He's running toward you to embrace you and say, welcome back into the family. Maybe you're feeling left out, excluded, life has passed you by, God has passed you by, and the good news today is that you don't have to feel that way anymore. For the miracle of the resurrection is an equal opportunity miracle, and it is for all, and it's for you. Anybody can be a Christ follower. I don't care where you've been, what you've done, how far you drifted away. Doesn't matter what your background is. You too can follow Jesus Christ. Everybody is invited in to the miracle of Easter to ponder anew what it is that God can do and is doing in this world and can do in your life. But nobody is complete without this living encounter. So may I challenge you before the end of this day that you will take a few moments alone with God to say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I need that resurrection power. My faith maybe has turned into a kind of a religion, kind of a religious exercise. Lord, I'm checking religious boxes and I need you. I need your presence. I need your power. I need that Holy Spirit in my life because my life is incomplete without it. And may the resurrection power of Jesus be manifest in your life today and every day that you too would experience the miracle of Easter, a resurrection for all.
It's your miracle. Claim it. Dear God, we need you so much. Sometimes, Father, we are far away and we drift and life gets busy and it has a way of beating us down. And yet, Lord, you are faithful and you are good and you are God. And you call us, Lord, to worship you and to follow you and to be faithful followers of Jesus. So, God, we just, we just say, we're sorry, Lord, that our faith has often become routine and ritual. Let it become more, and may today be a new beginning, a day of Easter, a day of new origins. For, Lord, as we begin our life again today and together as a church, we ask that you will come and infiltrate us with your Holy Spirit. Make us right with you. Come, Holy Spirit, come. For you, Jesus, you are our Messiah. And we love you, Lord. We pray it in your holy name. Amen. Would you please rise and join us?